It's the Opposition Research Podcast on HawkeyeNation.com. Welcome to Season 5 of the Opposition Research Podcast here on HawkeyeNation.com. My name is Andrew Downs. Each week I'll find a beat reporter, blogger, or broadcaster that covers Iowa's upcoming opponent. If you have a suggestion for who I should talk to in a given week, or if you have any questions you'd like me to ask, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew C. Downs. Let's get to this week's game. A season opener against Utah State. 11 a.m. kick at Kinnick Stadium. 25th ranked Iowa is a heavy favorite. And my guest today covers the Aggies for the Herald Journal. It is Jason Turner. Jason, thank you for the time. Yep, you bet, Andrew. All right, let's start with the offense. Uh, what what players or position groups should Hawkeye fans be aware of heading into this game when you look at the Aggie offense? Well, um, you know, there are a lot of new players on Utah State's roster this year. Uh, 59 guys that weren't on the with the program last year, which is tied for the sixth most in the country. So that is a good question. I can definitely provide some names though. Um, I think uh, one thing is uh, Aggie practices were, were closed during fall camp. I, I did watch both scrimmages and uh, I, I saw a couple of scrimmages during spring camp as well. Um, I just, I don't know. I think they're going to be better offensively this year. They were, they were uh, very up and down last year. Um, Blake Anderson, the head coach, has taken over the play calling role, and uh, he did he did well as an offensive coordinator at, at previous stops. Uh, obviously, the problem with that is uh, you know possible game management problems uh, when you're trying to you know juggle too many hats. But uh, I I do think they're going to be better offensively this year. Uh, they brought back their starting quarterback Cooper Lagaw, um, and. Uh, they have one of the best slot receivers in the Mountain West, and Terrell Vaughn, who is also a, a pretty dynamic kickoff returner. He, he returned one for a touchdown last year. Um, he was a junior college transfer last year. Vaughn was, and I think it took him a little while to learn the offense, but he really came on strong the second half of the season. Uh, had like 160 yards receiving against Boise State. He, he's a, he's a very dynamic playmaker. Uh, another offensive player. They brought in uh, they brought in a couple of guys from the JUCO ranks and from the transfer portal. Uh, another one, Micah Davis, uh, played at Air Force his freshman year. Actually, had a really big game against the Aggies back in 2021. Had like oh, like 120 yards receiving and another 32 yards rushing. Scored two touchdowns in that game. Then decided to transfer. Went the JUCO route last year. Uh, played for a very good program, actually Iowa Western. Yeah, which won the national title last year. So, uh, I, I, they're going to line him up all over the field, get the ball in his hands. I, I think he's going to definitely play a major role in this offense this year. Other receivers, um, they brought in a Stanford graduate transfer Colby Bowman, who was kind of saddled on. He was saddled on the bench during his time with Stanford, but he was a four-star recruit in high school, a track star, state champion, the 200 meters in California. So a lot of, lot of track and field talent there. The guy has legitimate speed. He's 6'2", so he's got size. He has great hands. Uh, I think he's going to play a big role in this offense. Um, running back-wise, uh, Robert Briggs was the backup last year as a true freshman. Uh, season opener, he had 85 yards rushing against UConn. He had 89 yards rushing against uh, New Mexico. He actually he actually did really well when called upon. Ty- Calvin Tyler Jr. was a starter the previous two years, and you know, he rushed for more than 2,000 yards during his time here. But uh, I think Robert Briggs, insofar that he's recovered from his uh, shoulder surgery well enough, I think is going to 
play a big role in the offense. And they also brought in a couple of JUCO transfers that looked good in the fall scrimmages that I saw. So I think there was promise there, but then again, you know, they weren't going against the Iowa defense during those scrimmages. So <laughs> there's that. Yes, absolutely. The the vaunted Iowa defense, which looks to be uh, maybe not quite as good as they were a year ago, but uh, but another elite uh, elite team this year. Uh, okay, let's look at the other side of the ball for the Aggies. Uh, defensively, what, what are the strengths of Utah State, or, or what do you expect to be the strengths going into this season? Yeah, that, that's a good question. So the Aggies lost their defensive coordinator, Ephraim Banda. He, he accepted a job coaching safeties with the Cleveland Browns just before spring camp started. So they had to bring in a, a, another defensive coordinator and, and loon it and loon and loon and learn a, a new <laughs> defensive scheme. And so it was definitely a challenge during spring ball. Um, you know, and, and they lost players to the transfer portal. They lost a lot of trainers, players to the transfer portal on the defensive side of the ball. So that's really been a work in progress. The, the, the good thing for the Aggies is they do have a handful of guys that are, are, are proven commodities, you know, in, in the Mountain West. You got Hale Matuakapuka. I hope I pronounced that right. <laughs> this will be his third year starting uh, on the defensive line. He's a defensive tackle. Might be, he's probably as good as any defensive tackle in the Mountain West. And then you got uh, another guy, MJ Tafisi, who came in as a Washington transfer last year. Um, linebacker, he was really, really having a good season. Then suffered a a stinger injury against Wyoming. I mean, he was averaging 10 tackles a game almost and definitely trending to average 10 tackles per game on the season, but then he missed the rest of the season. But uh, he was, I mean, I really think he, he was a dark horse candidate for Mountain West defensive player of the year before he went down. You got Ike Larson at safety, a local kid from, uh, from the Logan area, Uh, second team, all Mountain West, despite only starting four games last year, He, he blocked three punts last year had a pick six against Hawaii, had an interception against Alabama. So, I mean, he, he's definitely, I think Aggie fans are expecting big things out of him. Um, I, you know what? I think, uh, the, I think the secondary is going to be pretty solid. You're bringing in mainly transfer guys, but, uh, you know, one of those guys is Simeon Harris, a transfer from Colorado who played a lot as a true freshman for them last year. So, a lot of most of the you know most of the P5 guys the Aggies bring in are guys that were kind of saddled on the bench. But here's here's a guy that had a you know a major role with the with the Buffaloes last year as a true freshman. So you know what I, I think they're gonna they're gonna bring a, a lot. It's a multiple defense. You're gonna see a lot of different things. They're gonna bring a lot of blitzes. Um, but it's it's you know it's kind of a mystery right now. How well is is this group gonna gel with all the newcomers and and having to have learned a new defensive scheme, uh, you know, you know, back in March, that that's, that's the question. I, I don't know. They were very average defensively last year. So Aggie fans are definitely, I think, anxious to see how that unfolds. Yeah. And, and, and kind of along those lines, you know, looking back a couple of years ago, Utah state an 11 win team uh, last season, certainly a step back, but did return to a bowl game. What, what's kind of the trajectory of the program right now? It sounds like a lot of turnover, a lot of new parts. Yeah, you know what? Uh, here's the thing: when they won the Mountain West Championship, that team was honestly they were they were they were a solid team at the beginning of that year, but they were just kind of squeaking out wins, finding ways to win. It wasn't until late in the season that because they had a lot of uh, P5 transfers that year, and those guys had to you know really learn the gel with the, with the returners, and I, it took a long time. 
And and then last year, I, I don't know. It, it it just seemed to me last year maybe they rested on their laurels too much, coming off an eleven win season. And so, you know what? It's it's always kind of a you never know how the transfer portal is going to pan out. It, it panned out well for them back in 2021. Not so well last year, and then there were a lot of injuries. The Aggies suffered about four or five times more injuries than they did the previous season, and I think that, that played a, a big factor in how, how their, trees, their, their season transpired. Um, so I don't really – the trajectory of the program, I think Blake Anderson is a, a proven head coach, but uh, – you know there are a lot of known unknowns going into this season. So many new players uh, coming off a you know pretty average season. Uh, I think I'll better be able to answer that question, <laughs> uh, depending on you know how they fare against Iowa. Uh, you know, Kinnick Stadium sold out Saturday morning. H- how do you think this team will handle a hostile environment in in Week One? Uh, you know what? They went to Alabama last year Not and true. didn't handle it didn't handle it too well. Um, they did. They did beat Washington State the previous season, but uh, there, you know, there weren't sixty-nine thousand fans there. So, that that is a good question. Uh, I I've noticed that Iowa's already sold out their first six home games. Uh, so I know I know Blake Anderson during his uh, Monday press conference talked about it's he he referred to it as as a chaotic and a, he he thinks it's going to be a chaotic and frenzied environment. So. It, it's going to be a good experience for the Aggies. Uh, I have no idea how they're going to handle it, but uh, it's going to be a very, very valuable experience for them. Uh, he is Jason Turner. You can check out his work in the Herald Journal at hjnews.com. Follow him on Twitter at hjtrebek. Jason, thank you so much for the time. Uh, enjoy the game this weekend and uh, and the rest of the season. All right. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it. So there you have it. We will be learning a lot about Utah State along with Utah State fans and media as they've got a uh, – an interesting situation, a lot of new faces, a lot of new schemes, and uh, a difficult task of coming into Kinnick Stadium and uh, and trying to upset the Hawkeyes. Who will start a quarterback for Iowa? I think it'll be Cade McNamara, but who knows? Uh, will the offense look improved? I believe so. Will the defense look great? I believe so. Uh, I think no matter what, this game should be out of hand You know, sometime in the third quarter. Allow the fans who are in attendance to uh, take a break from the heat, possibly. And, uh, and get back to their tailgating sites. It's going to be a really fun season. We'll have an instant reaction podcast coming up for you after the game on Saturday. I'm uh, planning to go to the game, so it may be a little later after the game than normal. Uh, and then we'll get back into our normal routine of the Hawkeye Nation radio show, the opposition research podcast each week, the instant reactions, and a whole lot more. It's all covered at HawkeyeNation.com. Check out all the great work happening there. I appreciate you listening, and go Hawks!